0: Welcome to Footy for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. I'm Stephen Dubner. All right, Dad. This is gonna be a really sad episode. What's
1: that? One of
0: the worst times of the year—the international break.
1: Oh, what happens now? International friendly, some World Cup qualifiers, but it's, mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be hard two weeks. So league play is essentially suspended. Yeah. In all leagues across Europe, all the leagues that really matter. Yeah. What about South America? If you care? Uh, no, those are still happening. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Okay. So you could turn your attention there if you're necessary. Yeah. Okay. So this past weekend's matches in Europe, I detected a theme. What was it? The theme was two goal leads squandered, right? Yeah. So Liverpool was up 2-0 against Southampton and went on to lose 3-2. And Sadio Mane, the super sub. Super sub. And your, our beloved Barcelona, you want to talk about that one? Not yet. I need to... Squandered r- a 2 I, I a, nil lead. I get a
0: rant later, though.
1: At Villarreal. And ended up with a draw, not as bad as Liverpool's loss, but the theme of this episode then is sadness the and yeah. squandering and squalor. So basically, should we just stop it here? Is it too depressing to go on? I think I would try to keep going. All right, proceed. So Let's go to the EPL. Let's go me? to the EPL. So the first match Do is you mean the Barclays EPL?
0: The B-E-P-L, we'll call it. The Barclays mm. a- No, that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. All right, so was, we're at Goodison Park for Everton Arsenal. Arsenal 2-0 kind of keep the title alive but it's,
1: they're probably dead. Okay. So buried. as of today, you think the most likely winner of the Premier League is Leicester City. Leicester City. Arsenal and is, how so what were the, what odds do you think you could have gotten at a British book 6 months ago, 8 months ago for that for Leicester winning the league? 1000 to 1?
0: At least. I think it was either a 1000 or 5000 or something. Mm-hmm. Crazy.
1: Yeah. I would love to hear from anybody who
0: Some people did. I've heard a little bit. Well, about there was it.
1: somebody who bet for Leicester to be top of the table at Christmas, yeah, right? That was the famous. And then there
0: were other people who bet like they, they were cashing now instead of making even more money later they didn't want to risk it mm. well, and risk not getting
1: anything well listen if anybody knows of anybody who made a bet that may or has already paid off for Leicester City to either you know win the league or you know top four shoot us a uh, tweet at at footy for two f-o-o-t-y t y two okay great so
0: Alex Wobie-Farstone, great young player. He was good against Barcelona, and against Everton, he got his first senior goal, which is great.
1: Everton, though— Would you call it a senior goal?
0: With the you first mean, team. He's 65 years old now? No, the first team. Oh, sorry. Everton, though, I think they're just—they're not that good. They have a great squad. Barkley, Stones, Kaku. So what's their problem?
1: Management? Should you take over? I think Roberto Martinez is a
0: great manager. I met you him do, once, you actually. You do. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know what it is. Somehow they're 12. Of, they should be doing much better. It's kind of like your sister Anya's volleyball team. A lot of talent. They can't put it together. So, uh... Everton does, though, have one player who we're going to start seeing a lot more of. Tim Howard. Tim Howard. He's coming to the Colorado Raps in the USA. How excited are you about that? I'm pretty excited. He's one of your favorite players. Yeah. Right? Let me ask you this, Solomon. Um, I'm guessing Tim Howard, for people who listen to a footy podcast, is among the most famous um, players because we're American and we have, therefore, more Americans listening than a lot of footy podcasts around the world. But um, so most people know Tim Howard, you know, great performances in World Cups, right? Yeah. Um, would you say, though, that he's been the most successful American football player abroad in history or no? I'd say so. He's played his whole career in Europe. He was a starting goalkeeper for Manchester United for a brief period of time, which is huge. So I think he has to be. Why is he going to Colorado? Do you know anything about that transaction? Money. I think it's like $13 million over mm-hmm. a few years. Do you think it has to do with altitude and maybe... Marijuana. Mar- oh, is he a dope smoker? Not as far as I know. Mm-hmm. You know. But um, I was thinking altitude, maybe being a keeper in high altitude is somehow appealing or no? I doubt it. You doubt it. Okay. All right. Moving on. So Chelsea-West Ham, crazy
0: game at Stamford Bridge. West Ham looking to move ahead of City in the race for fourth. Mm. But they, they're still one point back after a very controversial late penalty goal from Cesc Fabregas to finish off his brace. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, young midfielder, took a great dive in the box, even though it might not have been in the box. But a penalty was given in the 89th minute, and Fabregas tied it.
1: What do you think, one reason that some people don't like footy? Is because the diving and the flopping and the blah, blah. I understand that, but honestly, at this point, it's just a part of the game. Mm -hmm. What would you do to reform it if you could? I don't think it can really be stopped. Really? What about penalty of death for a proven dive? Or execute not only the player, but the player's entire family and the village where they come from?
0: I just don't know how to answer that. You don't know, don't know how to answer that? I don't know
1: how to answer that. We've found a soccer question you don't know how to answer? Yeah. Glad to know. Are you,
0: do you need, like, help or something? Are you okay, you okay, Dad? Midlife <laughs> <laughs> <the> crisis? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right, so Crystal Palace lost 1-0 to Leicester City. Riyad Mahrez scores the goal, 17th of the season. I think I can't—this is—wow. But look, one of the interesting things about Leicester is one of the hallmarks of successful teams in Europe is their ability to dominate possession and control a match. Leicester doesn't do that. They have the third lowest possession in the
1: EPL this season and the worst wow. pass accuracy. You're, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Leicester, who leads the table as of now, has the third lowest possession in the Premier League and the, and worst the lowest pick. pass accuracy. I know. So all they do is score goals and stop other goals. Yeah. How, okay, I need you to explain that a little bit. How, how can that be? Ca- when press, you watch press Leicester. Press encounter. Okay. And play long balls. Well, how would you – how – okay, so for me, who knows very, very little about football tactics and very little about football history, and you know a lot more even though you're only 15 – and maybe you don't know enough to answer this question, but how revolutionary or unique or new would you say this Lester style is? Are they copying it from many others that have done it before? It's does... new, we've talked about this
0: before. It's new and old. They're just playing a classic four four two, which is it's like the '80s coming back in the style. Mm-hmm. Everyone used to play the four four two. Now it's all four two three one, four three three. But now the 4-4-2, the classic, four defenders, four midfielders, and two strikers all working hard and pressing and countering. It just works well for Leicester. What
1: does it require that other teams may not have the capability to pull it off? Is it about fitness? Is it about uh, is it a certain kind of mental approach that you have to be willing to take risks? I don't know. I think any
0: team, just if you have the right players, could easily do it. Mm-hmm. And you just have to have hard-working,
1: fast players. Has Leicester been copied at all this year? Not yet, but if they but they probably will be next year to some I, degree, right, I'd say I mean, if you're someone like Bournemouth or yeah, right, definitely, next year, you'd think about yeah. that. Let's talk about the Tyne-Wear Derby. Let's talk about the Tyne-Wear Derby. I was staying up late at night thinking about it. I can't wait to talk about the Tyne-Wear Derby.
0: Like, so it was Newcastle was hosting Sunderland and Rotherham. This is like a relegation battle. A, a, yeah. A local relegation battle. Yeah,
1: huge game. New- In a sentence, for people who don't know at all what relegation is, just describe it. The three bottom teams go down. From each league. They go down into the bot- into a lower league. Yeah. So it'd be like... And it's bad...
0: No one cares about you as much. To an extent, you lose a lot of money. It's embarrassing. It's not. You know
1: where I think we need to import relegation? Where? U.S. politics. Yes. Can you imagine, like, you take Congress and, like, the the, the 5% bottom performing Congress people, you send them to... Uh, I don't know much about politics. So the Tineware Derby. Tineware Derby.
0: Um, Rafa his first home match at Newcastle manager, but Jermaine Defoe scored to give Sunderland the lead. Mm. Looked really bad for Newcastle in the 83rd minute striker Alexander Mitrovic equalizes, goes crazy, shirt off, celebrates a fan who slips and is fallen on by Mitrovic, which <laughs> <laughs> is pretty fun. No, Mitrovic, Mitrovic didn't quite fall on him, but pretty entertaining. Okay. So, it was a good classic derby, and either team could stay up. I think Newcastle will, Sunderland won't. Okay, and then another derby, Manchester Manchester derby. Derby. That's a big one. Now
1: I read a piece about this. I believe it was by Sam Borden in the New York Times, who's a football writer I like a lot. And he made the interesting point. Maybe it was obvious to a lot of people, but I hadn't thought about it. This is one of the rare instances in many, many, many years where one of these two teams in a late season derby is not competing for the top of the table, and that therefore the stakes were not necessarily the same. It was really about the future and less about the present. Yes. So talk about if if that's true. Talk about the turmoil. You know the condition. Of well, these. LV,
0: Louis Van Gaal is fighting for his job, and the winner from Marcus Rashford again. Um, great young player. Definitely help buy them time. Now United is in a fight for the top four. Them and West Ham are both only one point off city in fourth place. So
1: So there's plenty to fight for, obviously, but is it strange if you live in Man if you live in Manchester or you're a fan of one of those two teams, you've been accustomed to being to having these late season battles be yeah. either you're trying to get the top of the table or you're trying to prevent the other one from getting the top. So do yeah. you think they all feel a little bit diminished? In these derbies, not much, no. Mm. So Marcus Rashford is the young guy from Man U, 19 years old? 18. 18. Where's he been playing? United's whole career.
0: Or pretty much, he, he's from the academy. He said after his two goal win against two two goals in the win against Arsenal, he said he wanted to celebrate, but he couldn't because he had to get home and study for his chemistry test the next day.
1: <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. And uh, he scored the lone goal in this Manchester derby yeah. against uh, Shrewsbury's finest, Joe Hart.
0: Actually, I'm not sure if Joe Hart. No, Joe Hart was, and he got injured later on. No, he, he
1: a, I heard he got injured on a bad play from a bad back see, pass yeah, from. He's a, now out of
0: the England squad. Tom Heaton's been called up. Oh boy. And now let's go to our final match in the Barclays Premier League. Mm. Tottenham. I had Bournemouth. mixed feelings
1: about this one. So, can you imagine why? Yeah. Why? Tottenham, we like. I like, like. Tottenham. I like a lot. Tottenham,
0: but we know the owners of
1: Bournemouth. Bournemouth. We know one of the uh, one of the fellows who owns a share of the club. Very nice guy, American. Um. So it was three. No Tottenham. Easy when Kane scored twice, including 44
0: seconds in. They're still definitely they're definitely tied right so only Five points off Leicester at the top, so that's it for the Premier League. So the odds um,
1: are excellent this year that the Premier League winner will be a team who hasn't won it ever or in a very long time. Yeah. the odds are very, very Leicester very, never very, very, Spurs very good. last in sixty-one. Right, it's super exciting. So Solomon, okay, so that's the Premier League. What where do we want to go next? La Liga. Let's go to Spain on Saturday. Atletico Madrid conceded
0: two late goals to Sporting Gijon, who's mm, final Sp- relegation.
1: Wow. Atleti's final challenge is over. Barca won the league, pretty much. Mm, I know you're hopeful that that's the case. Barca could collapse. Mm. Real Madrid could come storming back into form. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that's a no. Okay. Oh, right, so you want to talk Atleti? Yeah, I guess so. You, so you have a grudging respect for them. I don't like them. I respect
0: them, how they do well with a They're much tough. smaller budget. They play yeah. hard. Antoine Griezmann, great free kick goal. He's a top player, but they collapse embarrassingly because did a goal. One of the goals of free kick, I think, by um, Antonio Sanabria, former Barcelona. Yeah. Paraguayan.
1: mm mm-hmm. um, So what kind of w- victory is this for Sporting Gijón? They were down near the bottom of the— th- They they're were still
0: fight- in 19th place, but they're only one point off safety, I think one or two. So they—it's a tight relegation fight, and they could definitely make it.
1: Sporting Gijón is from the city of Gijón, I yeah, gather? Yeah,
0: Astoria, yeah, where Luis Enrique is from.
1: I see. hmm Good to know. Is this? I assume this is Sporting Gijón's uh, match of the season thus far. Yes, beating someone like Athletic. Yeah, and
0: it's a, they were only promoted again this season. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, what's next?
0: Barcelona v Real. So Ooh. it was you very. Okay? can you handle this? Not much. It was a very annoying result. You we need were, to hold we your were hand. up two 0
1: yeah. um, Describe the goals. I don't want to. Ar- uh, you, you want to describe goals? Mind- ar- oh, Argos. Argos, of course. goals, yeah.
0: Uh, Rakitic found a loose free kick in the box, just put it in the Neymar. Got a penalty with a terrible call. The referee was terrible, but in favor of Barca, it seemed. Sen- sending off Villarreal's manager, Marcelino, and giving us a penalty which should not have been awarded. Barcelona, the it. big
1: news today, the big news from this weekend is that Barcelona actually made a penalty kick. Yeah,
0: we're, now our conversion rate for the season is
1: just above 50%. Nice. Compared to roughly, what, 75% or 80% 80, across yeah. the league? Yeah. <laughs> How do you explain that the three best players in the world, well, and they can't arguably. make penalties. How, so, uh, well, Murado
0: did shoot a penalty over the bar yesterday, which we'll get to in a, in
1: a few minutes. Okay, but how can you explain that Neymar, Messi, and Suarez, all of whom have taken some— Suarez doesn't take too many. He's taking some, yeah. yeah. Well, and when Messi was out, yeah, right? How can you explain that their overall make rate on penalties is so low? I think this is one of the things that there's no
0: explanation for. Some the one thing is sometimes they try to make the penalties too perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just think they're too good. Like Messi, I've seen take penalties where doesn't even try to aim or, mm-hmm. or trick the keeper. Mm-hmm. So it, let me ask you this though: Does that become part of your strategy to beat Barcelona when you get deep into the Champions League? Just concede penalties or go to a shootout? Yeah, I mean, look, if you've got, I mean, look, you never want to concede a penalty on purpose. Yeah. But I mean. If you if they're in the box with a great opportunity to score, right? With what, mm-hmm. I
0: can see what you mean, but I wouldn't. Okay. So it doesn't harm the Barca that much. Just, we still gain points at the top. We're nine points clear of Atleti now. With that, yeah, great match. So
1: left. so Barca having squandering that 2-0 lead and ending up with a draw to Real. Was bad, but made le- much yeah. less bad by yeah. ath- uh, Atletico yeah. Madrid. So okay. let's talk to Suarez
0: quickly. Great sure. young at- player on Villarreal from Barca. Former La Masia guy. I think
1: we're going to sign this summer. He's so good. Great every match. Could play in the, on the left wing or central mid. Is he among your top five, let's say, on the wish list of Barça's Top ten. Sign? Top ten. Who would be your top five or maybe top three? Well, let's say top five. I'd have Marquinhos, Pop
0: by Merrick Laporte. Um, what else would I have? Nolito. You wouldn't sign me to Barca?
1: I got great speed for 52. You're 52, though. That's what I'm saying. You are 52, right? We we, we don't remember your age very often. I have a hard time calculating it, but I do feel that for 52-year-old non-football-playing athletes, I'm, I'd am i be pretty good. I'd be I'd be in like the 80th percentile of 52-year-old non-football-playing athletes. That's Bar- pretty good. If Barca's looking to kind of, what's the word, uh, diversify. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, so... I think I should rant about Jeremy Mathieu now. So can I just say, I've always defended Mathieu, who...
0: but I I used to. In the first few months of last season, he was great. He even scored a goal in the Classical, which was important to the title, and scored two weeks later at Celta mm-hmm. to help us go for the title. But and, and all in all... He's not Barca quality. When you say he's not Barca quality, what
1: specifically do you mean by that? He's just not good enough, not <laughs> smart enough. All I can do, he's kind of fast, he can head the Give ball. Give me some examples of mistakes he makes or opportunities he fails to take advantage of, for instance. He in has, other words... Well,
0: when he gets to play left back, he can't create. He gets caught up the pitch, like yesterday. The first goal was kind of his fault. It was kind of clouded of not a big deal. and Then he couldn't get back in time. Then... The own goal, he was just there, like a big fat blob, went in off his chest.
1: Now, are you sure that your, uh, you know, dislike of uh, Matiu is not fueled by the fact that most Barca fans that we hang out with... It is to an extent, but no, he's not Barca
0: quality. Moving to Barca is the best thing that'll ever happen to him. He moved when he was like 31 from Valencia, where he wasn't even that good. Who was responsible for signing him? And Donnie
1: the former director of football, who, in all in all, I think was great. And would you say that th- this has been unqualifiedly a mistake? And if so, I wouldn't say it's a so huge ba- mistake because he did score in the class. He scores some important goals. But let me ask you this for someone who most Barca fans that I know think is really substandard, he plays a lot. So Which is stupid. Vermalen and Bartsch, Vr- but especially. Well, when you, you say one. this is stupid, that's like what fans say. Like they okay. think that they're smarter than I, the manager. I no, respect Luis
0: Enrique so much. I think he's a great coach. He, I love do he's got he's, a
1: blind spot on Matiu for some reason? I don't know. And generally, he's good at rotating. But, um, Do you think Matiu owns some incriminating evidence against Enrique, maybe. like some polaroids of him think, beating small animals to death? <laughs> I think Parcher has to play more. He's good. He's young. He's from Amacia. If he doesn't get more play time, he's going to leave this year. Is it true that Matiu is not even good enough to make his uh, national squad? Yes? Well, he was called up this time. But he, oh, he was? But he doesn't get many caps or mm. France. So... You're, if you were Luis Enrique as of today... Play Bartscher instead, would as a back-and-center back. Do you think that Mathieu will essentially get uh, relegated to the bench for the rest of this uh, season? I don't think no? he will, but I think he should. Well, at this point, he might after this. Ex- mm. performance. Mm. All right, so now my rant's over, and we're going to something I hate even more than Matiu. Let me guess. That would be either Broccoli, Terrorist Activity, or Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Real Madrid. So... They destroyed, I wouldn't use the word destroy, they beat Sevilla
0: at home 4-0. Why
1: won't you use the word destroy? Because it's too complimentary to the team you don't like?
0: No, because they didn't deserve that that scoreline. First, Kevin Gamero missed a penalty when it was 1-0 to Real Madrid, which could have changed everything. And then when it was still 1-0, he had a goal wrongly ruled off sides. Hmm. And Ronaldo missed a penalty over to the bar, which Messi messes all the time, but I like it. Ronaldo does, he mm-hmm. scored. So Zidane mm-hmm. recently said he's managing the best team in the world. But I saw a picture, which, ma- which made me get kind of confused about that. It was Real Madrid lining up, just regular pre-match photo, and then so the Barca team lining up with the five trophies yeah. we won over the last year. So that kind of confuses me. What do you
1: think? <laughs> I think? Here's what I think, Salman. I think that if, for whatever reason, life had taken a different twist and you had become a Real Madrid fan instead of a, a Barcelona fan, I think you would feel as passionately and positively about Real Madrid and as negatively about Barcelona as you now feel. I do agree, but that's, not, that's just not the case. That is not the case. I like, agree. So I'm just saying it's worth acknowledging. i got to calm down. So let's go
0: do a league I don't care about that much, the Bundesliga. <laughs> okay. So Shaka beat Merchant Gladbach. God bless you. I thought you would say that. Mm-hmm. I know
1: you pretty well. Don't I don't that.
0: And then battle for fourth place. Mm-hmm. Bayern beat Cologne, 1-0. I uh, just,
1: the phrase battle for fourth place makes my yeah stand up on end. Hertha Berlin. Hertha Berlin. They finished... I went to high school with her. Oh, that's not a person. No. Nah. So
0: Hertha Berlin's having an amazing season. Last year, they survived relegation on goal differential. This year, they're almost definite to finish in the top four of the Bundesliga and qualify for the Champions League. Mm. Uh,
1: and do you have any insight into how that turnaround was accomplished? Do you know much about the squad? No. Do you know much about... Okay, so you're just... Uh, okay, fair enough. Moving on. So let's go to Serie A.
0: Let's go to Serie A, Italy. Roma drew 1-1 with Inter. Late Raja Nangolin equalizer. Mm-hmm. Keeps them on path for the third and final Champions League spot in Serie
1: A, which makes your friend Giacomo who very a happy. Big Roma supporter. Season ticket holder. Yeah. You He's want to say happy. anything to Giacomo? Hey Giacomo, how are you? Okay. I'll see you this summer.
0: Uh, let's go to T- T- Torino Derby. Okay. Uh, Juventus that Juve be played Torino? Then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. At Torino Stadium, Juve won 4 one though. Pogba scored a great free kick. Murata scored. a Whenever race. you see
1: Pogba score a beautiful goal, do you say come to Barca? You say come to Barca or save it for Barca? Are these going to use them up?
0: I don't think so. He's Where do you young. think he's
1: really going to go this summer? You really do?
0: I'm not sure he'll come this summer, but in the next few years, we're going to sign two of UV's best players, Paul Pogba and Paolo
1: Dybala. Mm-hmm. And of course, NYCFC signed one of its previous best players, Andrea Priola. So, um, do you, you want to give a quick NYCFC report, or do you not want to? I was at the game.
0: We lost one at Orlando. I said, yeah, I spent most of the game yelling at the referee. That's about it.
1: <laughs> Why did you spend most of the
0: game? It was terrible. But I've I've complained enough today. I think
1: mm. I, I think I've have, I, you, I think I've run out of minutes of complaining today. It is true that you're not generally a big complainer in life, but Thank you've you. really
0: gotten into it today. I, I, I applaud like you for that. Thank mm. you. So now, Gigi Buffon, the legend, has broken Sebastiano Rossi's record for most minutes in Serie A. to 9.30. No, can you
1: just emphasize the scope of this? Like how unbelievably unbelievable this record is. How many minutes was it? Nine hundred thirty, about which is about ten matches. Without let's conceding a single goal. In the league, yeah.
0: Right, so now let's go to Ligue 1.
1: Let's go to Ligue 1.
0: Stade Rennes oui. destroys Marseille 5-2 away. We. Oui. They're gonna qualify for Champions League, which is huge and surprising. Uh, nice is going to finish third probably after a 3-0 win over JCO. Okay. And PSG lost to Monaco 2-0 at the parc 1st home loss in a long time, since right? Since May 2014. Holy cow. That's like and longer. It doesn't matter, because already the champions.
1: That's like longer than the last time you brushed your teeth. I, again, I don't know what to say to that. It's not true. I shouldn't insult my son on the yeah. on the. This radio. one, at best. <laughs> no, you, you. You smell thank great. You. Thank okay. you. Yeah.
0: So that's it. Let's go to transfer news, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Um, now, when you think transfer news at this moment in time. Uh, mid to late March of 2016, are you thinking primarily players or managers? Because there's so many managers. Managers more than
0: usual because right. Pep to City, was is going to be
1: huge, everyone thinks, including me, that Mourinho's going to go to United. Okay, so let's just let's slow down. So for people, again, like me who don't know so much, Pep Guardiola is finishing up his three-year term at Bayern. After Barca, four years ago right. and 14 trophies out of possible 19. And even before he's finished up his term there, when he's probably going to win a Bundesliga title, Correct and is still is in very good shape for the Champions League. Not going to win it, La Barca. Well, says you, but the fact is, so how this doesn't happen in American sports? Mm -hmm. We have a manager on a successful team has already agreed before the end of a season to move to a different team afterwards. And announced it. And announced it.
0: But, yeah, the thing is, if Mourinho goes to United, it's going to be so entertaining to see him go up against Pep in the same city. He's one of the few managers who really knows how to beat Guardiola sometimes. Mm. And, but now he's being linked to Arsenal. How unlikely do you think that is? Very. It just It's pathetic for Arsenal. So, I it goes against all their beliefs. He and Wenger have always fought. He's too arrogant, too much of a winner, no, I can. Um, he's too, uh, betrays their beliefs, he's too
1: controversial for Arsenal, mm-hmm. he's too defensive-minded, it would be a bad appointment. Mm-hmm. So you believe Jose will go to Manu? Yeah. ultimately, Yeah. and Louis will go where? Will he go he's just take up he's professional bowling, perhaps? Bowling, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay, moving on.
0: So let's talk about Man United again, but with players, so they're looking at, Inter Milan duo, um, Mauro Icardi, a great young striker, and older center back, Jao Miranda, who I think is on a two-year loan from Atletico, so they could get him for just 8.5 million pounds. Icardi would cost at least 30, though, so those would be great signings. I I think they need a striker and a center back, Mm -hmm. preferably a younger center back, though, like an Imeric Laporte, John Stones, or um, uh, Marquinhos. Like I said before, great Barca targets. Now, still on United, but outgoings. Again, Real Madrid is stuck upon Davi De Gea. Hmm. Again. I don't think they and need him. And if they him. can
1: find the button on the fax machine, they could get him this time. Yeah,
0: I don't think they need him. Kaelin the has been one of the best keepers in Europe last season. How old is he? Like 28, including saving his third penalty this season yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they need him. They, they need to hey uh, yeah. let me ask you a, more. Let me ask st- you a heretical
1: question, if yeah. you can think about this. If you were thinking objectively about Real Madrid and who they need for next season, whether to get rid of or to bring in, what are three or five moves that you'd make there? Mm. What do you do with Bale? And then you keep Bale. I think you keep Renal Benzema I'd get rid of. He's good but too much controversy.
0: Well, I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't I you can't ask me
1: reondre questions unbiasedly at all. It's just not possible. Okay. Let me ask you one last one. Who, whatever is not going right for them this season, to what do you attribute it, and how would you sh- how the would you president that? the the change the dressing room atmosphere is terrible.
0: Zidane's a new manager. It's I think improved could under Zidane. Though. Yes, but still there is too many
1: factions in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. So. Would you consider selling yourself to Barcelona and then having Real Madrid become like Barca too? Would do you think that would solve the problem? <laughs> I don't know. Barca <laughs> wouldn't want to do that though. No, they would not. Okay. So Alexis Sanchez might be
0: is being linked to Juventus and Atletico Madrid. I don't think either move will happen. I can't see him going anywhere besides Barcelona or God forbid Real Madrid. Classic mm-hmm. so considering he's a former Barca player. Right. That would be painful. Juve is also looking at Olivier Giroud. I don't are you? Are, what's your
1: assessment of Giroud overall? He's, uh, he's he's good, but he's hot and cold. Yeah. He's good, but I don't think he's the kind of striker to come in the Premier League with. Mm-hmm. Because why? Just not good enough. Not good enough or not tough enough? What is it? What not good is it? enough.
0: He's just, he's just not enough. He's a team player, but he doesn't create enough. He doesn't always score enough. Okay. Now, um, our last topic of the day. Ousmane de Belle, great young eighteen year old attacker in Stade Rennais. Stade um, Rennais is where? In France. They're probably gonna finish third of the season. No one's like that. Can't we even talk about that before? He's look- being looked at by Barca, Bayern, and Man City. Barca recently had a thirty or thirty five million euro bid rejected for him mm. for an eighteen year old. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see where he ends up. What are his strengths? Scoring, creating, attacking, he's fast. Mm. So that's about it. Do you wanna tell him I think we take a break for a few weeks is
1: Oh, really? Should, do you
0: think we should record over the international break? What do you think? I
1: think we should uh, find something to talk about I over international break. I think we um, should. And I would also encourage anyone listening to tweet us your ideas, what you want to hear us talk about, or what questions you want us to try to answer. Tweet us at footy for two, Or email us at
0: footy for two at dreamo.com.
1: Oh, yeah, you can do that, too. And most of all, we want to say thanks to everybody for listening. Um, a lot more people are listening to this than I yeah. thought uh, would but would bef- happen. Before you go, should we tell them what we will be doing in two weeks? In two
0: weeks... We will be back at Smithfield Hall for... For what they call... the Clasico. And we... My prediction is 8-0 Barca. Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> we won 4-0 Libertadores. Let's make it 8-0 the Nou.
1: That makes perfect sense, yeah, Solomon. That's, that's using the old Kepler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You. Nice talking to you today. Thank you you okay. too. Bye.